Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Topping in the morning. Six till ten, topping in the morning. Christina Aguilera at Isle of Wight Radio and Dirty Morning. It's a feel-good Friday. It's topping in the morning. We made it, Jamie. We did. Just we, about. Uh, is Hayley back Monday? Hayley's back in here on Tuesday. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah. so, so we're... We're on our own on Monday. Well, I'm not actually here Monday. What? Don't know if anyone's told what, you. What, you're going as well? Yeah, it's my turn for a couple of days off. Oh, for goodness sake, this is getting ridiculous. I know, sorry. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, I've got the, you know, I've got the boss breathing down my neck that I've got holiday to take. So, you know, who am I not to take holiday? Well, exactly. Who are you <laughs> oh, exactly. not to take holiday? Uh, <laughs> see, I always forget. I always forget because I've got, I've got five days to take yeah. before the end of the year. And it just, you know, no one else in the family can take any time yeah. off. So I'm kind of like, oh. And then, you know, I have to put it into my diary. There was a re- thing out, actually, the other day saying just how reliant we are now on modern technology. Yes. Uh, how many phone numbers do you know off by heart? I know I know a few, actually. Well, I say a few, probably three. Three? Yeah. See, when I was smaller... I know that's hard to believe, but when I was smaller, I used to know loads of phone numbers, like yeah. my mate's phone number, obviously my home phone number, Nan's phone number, all of these numbers just off the top of my head like that. Yeah. Now, I don't even know, this is shocking, I don't even know my wife's mobile number. I thought you were going to say you don't know your own number. I have only just learned that. There's a I've, lot of people that don't. I've only just learned that, and I've had the number for, for years and this apparently is a real thing that because of technology, we now don't remember anything. Okay. That, yeah. I use my, um, the reminder on my phone. So, you know, like Siri, I'll say something into that and it'll put it straight in my diary. And as I've got older, I've had to use that more and more. I just can't, I can't remember things. Well, this is it. We, we rely on it so much that when you actually, you know, go to call someone, if I lost my phone yeah. and was in the middle of nowhere, but there was a phone box... I would I would be completely stuck. The only place I'd be able to call is this studio. I'd be able to call you know, here. And to and be <laughs> honest, in an emergency, calling Heather McCallum or Glenn Taylor would not be top of my priority list. No, definitely not. I think I could probably either call here in the studio or Domino's Pizza, one of the two. <laughs> so I'd be all right either way. Uh, I'm lost. I'm starving. Bring me pizza. I will always remember. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Topping in the morning. Six to David Getter and Sia. And Flames. Uh, 28 minutes past seven. News headlines on the way. Tussle of the Trees is coming up. It's a week on Saturday uh, that it starts. It's Heather versus myself. Wow. Um, So you're representing breakfast. I'm representing breakfast. Heather is holding up the afternoons. Yeah. Feeling confident? Do you know what? Uh, I've won it a few times. Yeah, it's but but with the help of Emily. No, no, I've done it on my own. Have you? Uh, yeah, back you were in, trusted to do. Back oh. in the day, I've beaten Emily. Really? I have beaten Emily at Tussle of the Trees and Heather. Wow. Yeah, my indoor decorating skills. <laughs> Last year's was pretty good, to be fair, from what I remember. I'm I'm struggling for ideas this time round though because you can do only traditional things so many times. Well, I remember last year, didn't Glyn? Because it was Glyn and Heather, wasn't it? Yes. Last year, I remember Heather was on the um, on oh, Google yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, she actually googled. She googled Buckingham Palace's Christmas tree. <laughs> That's what they tried to re- recreate. A busy really? Bee. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they came really close. If you want to pop down and see Heather and I, about one o'clock, I think, uh, on the 20th, a week on Saturday, week tomorrow, as we tussle of the trees and you'll be able to start to vote. And you could win yourself some amazing prizes. We've got £200 worth of vouchers uh, to give away for uh, if you vote online or in store. And uh, if you vote on Facebook or online... No, if you vote on online... £50 vouchers we've got to give away. If you vote in-store, £200 vouchers to give away. So, uh, nice. Well worth popping down there. And let's be honest, it's a bit like going to the uh, going to the pet store with the kids, isn't it? Christmas yeah. World at Busy Bee. It's like an afternoon out. Yeah. What should we do, kids? Let's not spend any money. Let's go. <laughs> let's go and have a look at the amazing lights. <laughs> yeah. It is. But we went there yesterday. Yeah, but it's, it's good to go. It's good to go a couple of times at least. I can't believe it's nearly Christmas. No. Let's move on from that. It's 7.30. Start the fight radio. Jonas Blue, JP Cooper, 7.36. Time for us to play today's headline or hearsay. You can watch... And get involved on facebook.com forward slash Isle of White Radio. Do it right now. The world's first rehab centre for self-confessed Amazon addicts has arrived in London. The giant corp rehab centre arrives as one as three one in three Brits confess they're addicted to shopping online with giant retailers. One in 12 ordering goods online every 36 hours on average. Patients will be able to flatten cardboard boxes as a form of stress relief and retrain the brain to avoid clicking the pay now button. Oh, you're joking. Is that headline or is it hearsay? That, well... My first thought is, I can see people being addicted to Amazon. Yeah. We've got these buttons in our house that uh, if you need to order cat food or you need to, you know, if something's running out, you hit the button and it automatically orders from Amazon. That is, that's outrageous. I didn't even know that existed. Mm, it's very good. It's very good. Apart from, of course, what we didn't plan is the fact that when we run out of cat food, for example... Yeah. Everybody, because the cat is like constant. Yeah, mine's so, the same. So everyone gets involved in it. So it ends up someone pressing the button three times. <laughs> so I, I end up with a ton of cat food arriving. Was it last week or the week before? By your desk, literally piled high, almost hit the ceiling. Three of us. Food. Three of us in the house. So seventy-five uh, percent of the household press the button to get the cat food. Do you know what? When I was writing this actual headline or hearsay, you sprung to mind. I have to say. Brilliant. So, what do we think? What does Facebook say? Uh, Bryn says, it's a prime problem. Headline. Oh, see what you did there. Amazon Prime. Uh, Jason says, hearsay. Wendy says, headline. Ian says, hearsay. And also asks, where's Emily? She's on on her holidays. She's on holiday. (laughs) Um, Where's Hayley? On holiday. Where's Jamie going to be on Monday? On holiday. Yeah, but I'm still here. You know, as in, you know, I'm not abroad. Well, that's your choice. Well, I know. Susan says hearsay as well. <laughs> okay, so hearsay seems to be the general consensus, would you say? I think so, looking at that. Let's go hearsay. Well, I suggest you go to London today, Paul, because it's a headline. No. It is. Where, Pop- where the therapy is breaking up a cardboard box. I hate doing that. Flattening cardboard boxes and retraining the brain to avoid clicking the pay now button. Pfft. Clicking? I just swipe. <laughs> <laughs> 
A vinyl copy of a TV soap cast singing songs around the piano has raised a record price at auction. A rare EastEnders sing-along album discovered in a loft in London has raised enough cash to allow its former owner to actually buy the Queen Vic itself. It's made £300,000 at a specialist music auction because it was signed by members of the original cast, including the late Bill Treacher, who played Arthur Fowler. Is that headline or is it hearsay? Three hundred grand for a sing-along EastEnders album. People are mad, aren't they? I know, crazy. I mean, I know they did a sing-along album, didn't they? Uh, well, they yeah, did. obviously. Not falling for that one mm. again. Yeah, they. D- mm. I don't think you get three hundred. Maybe three pounds at a car boot, <laughs> potentially. But I don't think you know. I bet it had anyone can fall in love. Is that what that song is? It's not hard to do. Yeah, Nita Dobson. Is it? Classic. Wow, I did not know that. I mean, there was Nick Berry. Is it just a coincidence that it rhymes with the, the EastEnders theme tune? I think they that? I think they wrote the song around the theme tune. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't just an accident. Oh, that's yeah. all right then. Because <laughs> that would have been, you know, copyright issues and... Uh, anyway, let's move on. What does Facebook say? That was awkward. <laughs> it was. Susan, David and Bryn all say hearsay, as does Ian and Joy. Uh, I think it is yeah. hearsay. I'm going hearsay. Corinne and Lorraine also say hearsay. It is a hearsay. It is a hearsay. There we go. Made Two up. all. Who's going to win? I know the tension is building. <laughs> The £1 million sale of the Banksy painting that was shredded by its own frame has actually been completed after the successful bidder pressed ahead with the purchase. The painting, The Girl with the Balloon, has been designated by the anonymous street artist as a New York with a new title, new work, sorry, with a new title, Love is in the Bin. The half-shredded painting is to go on public display at Sotheby's on Saturday and Pandaromium erupted it after the artwork self-destructed. Yeah, this is uh, this is the... the Banksy, the girl with the balloon, and as soon as the the hammer came down, one million pounds. So there was an automatic thing in the frame there was. that actually shredded half the painting. But they do say that it's worth more now. So I would think that the oh the person did go ahead with it. What does Facebook say though? Uh, Holly says morning headline. Mandy says hearsay. As does Susan. Hazel says it's headline. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys who's saying headline. I think for the win, I would I would keep it because there was so many reports about it being worth more. Do you reckon? Yeah. So I'm going headline. That's your final answer? It is my final answer for the win today and the win this week. It is a headline. Oh, Jamie, I feel a bit sorry for you. Oh, no, the moment's passed. Everything is one. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Topping in the morning. Friday morning, feel good Friday. New radicals, get what you give. And it is time to play the game that a couple of people are talking about. Yeah. It is time to play uh, the game with no name. Even though people have suggested names... Uh, Rhyme time. Yeah, I kind of like that one. Yeah, that's that's quite a good one. Uh, so this is the way it works. Basically, they are celebrities doing something. It all has to rhyme. Uh, Jamie is the quiz master. Yes, I am. Or just, as I like to call you, the master. I like it. Yeah. Like and it. Uh, Darren's joining us. Morning, Darren. Good morning. Uh, whereabouts on the island are you today? 
Well, I'm halfway between Newport. I'm sat at the Hare and Hounds car park at the moment. Oh, well. And what's... Is it raining yet? Well, it's spitting. Yeah. Yeah, if I I can say that. I think we might get a little bit of... uh, a little bit of heavy rain. It was raining yesterday. Chucked it down, didn't it? It was unbelievable it, yesterday it afternoon. Did, yeah, I saw somebody who had obviously thought, Do you know what? It's a reasonably nice day. I'm going to cycle. Really? Uh, yeah. And the, oh, dear. I nearly, nearly pulled over to give them a lift. And I thought, <laughs> well, I don't know who you are. Uh, anyway, it is time to play uh, the game with no name. It could be rhyme time. Who knows? Do you know how to, this works, Darren? Oh, yes. Yeah, I did well yesterday. I won yesterday, but I've today now i'm live on air i don't think i'll win okay well we'll see how you get on uh let's uh jamie so you're both gonna say i know yes yep. you have to shout out i know it all right i know it okay, okay. so nice and loud because believe okay. me i will be shouting at the top of my voice uh right here we go right first one is kim kardashian's husband we heard from him earlier wearing something with no sleeves uh i know it is it kanye west Wearing a vest. It is indeed. Well done. First one, one to one you. One point to me. Hold on. Straight off the mark. Ah! Gonna have to be quicker than that, Darren. <laughs> Second one. Prime Minister in the stables. Uh, I know it. Uh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. You've Pulls you in, in there. Pulls in there again. Is it Theresa May in the hay? It is Theresa May in the hay. Oh. Come on, Darren, you can do better than this. I know. Another one. Third one. Former England footballer and husband of Posh Spice. Going to see Del Boy and Rodney. Yeah, I know. Darren's in there. David Beckham in Peckham. Almost David Beckham driving to Peckham. Uh, uh, Close enough. I'll give you that one. Feeling generous. And the final one. Final one. (laughs) Final Final one. one. This This is is it. The new host of Radio 2 Breakfast, I think, on the telephone. I I know it. Darren's in there. What's the answer? Zoe Ball on a call. It is indeed Zoe Ball on a call. It is a draw this morning. It's two all. Not going to listen to Radio 2. Never do. No, no. Uh, So, Darren, you've got yourself a £10 Amazon voucher courtesy of our friends at White Fibre. Thank you so much for playing and well, well done this morning. Thank you. Have yourself a super weekend and uh, thank you very much. There you go. That's Darren playing the game with no name. It's as simple as that. He's got himself a £10 Amazon voucher. Uh, I guess it's going to come back on Monday. Uh, Maybe. Yes. With with whoever's going to be here with me. Ten past eight. We are waiting for the leader of the Isle of Wight Council to join us on the show. He's going to be here sometime between ten past eight and 8.30 this morning. And we're going to be talking about the planned changes that were voted through last night at the island's uh, cabinet meeting uh, with a change to uh, the number of firefighters uh, on a pump. Ten past eight, Isle of Wight Radio. This is Sigala and Ploma Faith. Wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Topping in the morning. Six till ten. Shotgun. It's Isle of Wight Radio, 25 minutes past eight. Controversial plans to revamp the Isle of Wight's fire and rescue service will go ahead. This was following a vote by leading councillors yesterday evening. The plans see a number of firefighters allocated to an engine reduced uh, to four and also see a shake-up of the shift system. It means that if a crew of four turns up to a large blaze at home with residents inside and firefighters will have to wait for backup as they need five firefighters before they can officially go in or they would risk their 
jobs and their own safety. Councillor, leading councillor, Stuart, why have you and your cabinet decided to do this? So thank you very much for um, allowing me to chat to you. Um, this follows six months of review work by Councillor Tig Outlaw, who's the Cabinet member responsible for this, and we've taken our time to look thoroughly at the two areas that concern me most, which was safety uh, and availability. And I am reassured, being an island resident myself with my family here, that this is both a safe and a sensible decision to move forward. Why do it, though? Well... At every stage, we need to look at what is best for the island and look at the best um, we can do for service. One of the areas that was looked at was the requirement for the fire service and the data that's been researched, which one part of the consideration, shows that the demand for the fire service is greater in the daytime than it is in the nighttime. So we're aligning services, if you like, to the need of greatest, uh, greatest need. But surely if your house catches fire, that's when it's your greatest need, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And I'm quite reassured as a result of the work that's been done, which has not just been about how we perform here on the island, but we've looked, or particularly Tigger's looked, across the country and many, many of other areas um, on the particular issue you mentioned will put out fire engines with four on board. Um, actually, at times, we will have more. Uh, available than what elsewhere does and that's due in part to the fact we are an island and we've increased our support already in terms of our availability. So why has it been that the a lot of firefighters and the FBU are saying that they do not feel safe? Well I think that's probably a question that they they need to answer and I have put well, their case across many times. Well why um, do you think they're saying it because surely you know you go to experts to try and find this these are the people on the front line these are the people that to be fair are putting their lives on the line at times to save islanders and they're saying do you know what I don't feel safe. Well, we've also got our chief fire officer who covers both Hampshire and the Isle of Wight, a professional in his own right, and indeed last night we had our chief island fire officer there giving us their view and their expertise to say that it is safe and indeed giving us examples of what would happen. But the bosses are saying that it's safe, but the actual firefighters on the ground are saying that it's not safe. Now, those bosses worked pretty much directly for you, don't they, Dave? Uh, well, actually, all the firefighters work for us as well, because we are the Isle of Wight Fire Authority. But they're the ones that are putting their lives on the line, day in, day out. They say they do not feel safe. Well, I understand what they're saying, and have had conversations with the unions on a number of occasions. Don't so have you ignored them? Sorry, no, we haven't ignored them. We've taken them into account, as indeed we will take into account the report of the HMIC, which is due imminently, which was another issue that came up. So we've had our fire service examined operationally by Her Majesty's Inspector. So and why, make, be why, make the the why make the um, decision before this report is out? Uh, I don't see the report as a barrier to that decision so, whatsoever. So even if the report... set a time so scale that Dave, allows the even, Chief Officer to take if, that into account. Even if the report says that it's not safe, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, I didn't say that. It's words in my mouth. I'll be interested to see what the report says, um, and I certainly won't want to preempt the report, but if we're taking that into account, then the Chief Fire Officer gives us views. Clearly, the Chief Officer, as a professional and as the ultimate person responsible for operation account, will need to take that into account, and I, as leader of the council, will be interested to see what comes through on that. But, but um, he, with well, all due respect, you know, he's working directly for you. Uh, is, is he on a full-time contract, the new boss? Uh, no, and actually, just 
to help you out a little bit there, the Chief Fire Officer covers both Hampshire and the Isle of Wight and Portsmouth and Southampton. And it's an interesting debate, this, about the four or five fire officers because that's the one thing that doesn't affect the stretch of water. It doesn't matter to me whether we're on the island or we're on the mainland. We should expect the same level of safety and service. And in Hampshire, as elsewhere, they run with different numbers to what we currently do all the time now. So what speaking to, to fire... Speaking to, what I stress to speaking the Chief to Fire Officer, Odin, is that we have a Dave, safe and speaking, sensible service at a time when our island public need it. David, speaking to uh, um, firefighters myself, they're saying that they feel very uncomfortable. They could turn up at a fire at somebody's house and it's the night and there's only four on the pump, which means that if they uh, know that there's somebody in the house but they can't see that person in the house, then under the rules and the health and safety, they cannot go in unless they wait for somebody else to turn up. Now this could be could be three minutes, could be five minutes, could be 15 minutes. Every second counts. What would you say to reassure me and my family well, two things, really. Firstly, I'm not sure that what you're getting there is 100% accurate, and I will certainly, um, if you like, provide you the contrary viewpoint on that. Um, but much of that is in the report that TIG Outlaw did. Um, he, uh, you may or may not be aware, he spent six months on this, has done a great deal of research, not only locally, but what happens across the country and how they treat it. So if we forget from the moment we're an island, the turning out of the numbers of four on a particular vehicle supported by other vehicles um, is what happens elsewhere. And I'm not saying that anywhere else in the country is less safe either. So we but, have to put it in contact. But with all due respect, Dave, you yeah. know, if you're in Southampton and there yeah. is a fire, to get the crews from Fareham to come over to you or from Eastleigh to come over and support you is just a few minutes. If you need to call a crew over to the Isle of Wight, you're talking an hour, maybe two hours. What happens if two or three fires breaks out at night? Well, that's a risk assessment we do all the time. And even now, and this is where I was saying, it's different about numbers on vessels as opposed to how many fire engines we've got. We fortunately have more fire engines and more staff allocated here because we are an island. It's a little bit like the police. We were always allocated greater numbers because we are an island and people appreciate that there is a time delay from an island point of view when you get things about two hours um, to get vessels over from the mainland. When we had the water shortage recently, we reinforced that point because we had to try and get additional water over here on the island. I'm sure. So, so are you saying that we have more? Sure we have more to other isolated areas of the country. But I always separate the debate about how many vehicles we get over from the numbers of the crew on the vessel. That is important. We need to be safe with that, and we believe we are. In terms of the numbers of uh, vehicles we can get over, as we found with the fire in the daytime at Sandown, um, we had a number of our Isle of Wight fire officers out delivering that fire, and we brought officers over from Hampshire as a backup. Um, and they all did a cracking job, to be honest with you. And I think it's a good example. And there were lives at risk there because there were people in the hotel next door. But unfortunately, Dave, when those firefighters came over, they couldn't actually do anything, could they? Because they didn't have uh, the same equipment that they were trained on. So they literally just stood around. Well, I wasn't at the scene, so I can't say that. I, and I honestly can't believe any fire officers just standing around because that's something I don't expect they were doing. They, whether or not they had any operational issues to dress with, that's fine. Well, we spoke to them. They were just stood around. around. The, the, the equipment's not compatible. It's not the same. Well, and this is one of the benefits. I don't know about that, but it's one of the benefits of working with Hampshire, and as we ultimately come on to this combined fire authority review, of course, we already operate with Hampshire um, 
on a number of areas and if combined fire authority comes in then we'll get the benefit and the resilience of having the whole of hampshire and the isle of wight working to similar um standards and equipment the other thing we'll get and just to remind people here about that is we're going to keep our isle of wight name within the hampshire and isle of wight fire authority if we go down that road because i think that was one thing the police missed out when they went to hampshire constabulary um it is just a recognition that we have a unique place in this we are an island and we've got to look after them but the main thrust of what you were asking me is around safety and i just want to make it clear i as an islander feel this is safe and is sensible and going forward we will keep our monitoring on it because we as a cabinet team have made it very clear we support the decision but we don't just walk away and that's it we are always working with the fire staff both the fire staff and the senior officers to make sure things are safe going forward i know time is very precious how many people are on the cabinet so there are a total of uh, 10 on the cabinet including myself and how many councillors are there well, they're 40 at the moment, but sadly the government think we only need 39 next time round. So why didn't it go to full council on such an important decision? Well, actually, um, Paul, it could have been dealt with by the chief fire officer on a delegated power because he's the operational commander. We decided that we would bring it to cabinet because we are the fire authority in terms of decisions like this and also we want to be open and transparent and that was one of the reasons why we brought it to cabinet and also if you look back six months i think it was me that deferred the decision um through the cabinet because i wanted this work done the impact assessment done which is what councillor outlaw did very thoroughly and then even those that may not all agree with what he found out have acknowledged the work he did was extremely thorough are firefighters going to be losing their jobs um I'm not aware of any redundancies being planned for at the moment, but I'm not going to preempt the review because that's, I mean, there may be an increase, I don't know. Um, that's the responsibility of fire officer. What's important to me is our chief fire officer, the senior professional responsible for delivery of the service, make sure he has the right people in the right place at the right time. And is this just to save a few quid for the Isle of Wight Council? Uh, well, I have to say, be honest with you, I'm not sure what the savings would or wouldn't be on this aspect. So it hasn't been an issue for us in terms of savings. Yes, we are always looking at the budget, and I know we're currently in the process of looking at next year's budget. But the priority for us here has been health and safety, an appropriate service that de- delivers the demand when we most need it on the island. And so, Dave, like just just to stop you there, I'm really yeah. confused. So you've made a decision to cut down the number of firefighters that are going to attend a fire but you don't know whether it saves you any money or it doesn't save you any money. So why would you do it? No, Paul, your policy twisting what I said I think we made a decision to allow the chief fire officer to review the demand and make sure that he has the numbers he requires at the time he needs it. There will be potentially savings in the process, but they are not the main driver of this, which is what you're implying by your question. Savings may be a consequence, I don't know. I'm not sure necessarily there will be, but the priority is actually making sure we've got a safe and sensible service. So I'm really confused. Just just explain to me why you're, why you're doing this, why you're cutting numbers down from five to four on a pump if it's not to do with cost savings. Right, so um, in summary terms, we're providing the people that we believe are needed to deliver the service for the island. We're looking at the way the service is delivered, the demand when it's needed, so that's in the daytime as opposed to the evening. So are you nighttime. putting more people, more people during the day than at night? So uh, pumps will be going out with six people during the day as opposed to five at night, so you'll be moving that person over? No, what you're, uh, you're at the 
if you want me to give you the detail, Paul, I'm happy to come back and no, give I that to you. No, I just want a very simple, a very, I want a very, I want a very simple explanation night. as to why you've done it. Because at the moment, you know, I assumed being a layman, I know nothing about this, Dave. You know, I'm, I'm just asking the questions. I assumed it was to save money, but you're saying that you don't even know if there will be a cost saving. So my question to you is, why do it? If you're saying it's to move more people to the daytime, mm -hmm. to take away from nighttime, then, you know, seems odd, but OK. So what actually are you saying? Why have you made this decision? So I'll repeat again, the purpose of the fire review is to make sure we have the right people in the right place at the right time to meet the demand of the island in terms of our fire service. And the report that was presented last night covers a range of areas, particularly including the data around fire demand, what they call heat maps. The savings that may arise as a result of that may well be a consequence, and clearly we have a duty to provide best value for everything we do. And nobody, including yourself, is not going to be blind to the fact that we have to make savings as a council across the piece. But what it doesn't do, and this is why I'm not emphasising on the savings that may or may not be there, it doesn't negate the importance of us making sure our islanders are safe. What we were presented with after a six-month review with a great deal of data, um, what we believe as a cabinet was a sensible decision. We've got fire, chief fire officers supporting what we're doing, and now we're going to ask our chief fire officer, or have asked the chief fire officer, to progress with this review and deal with it over a number of months, and part of which is fully engaging with the staff on this issue, which I know is one of the key um, requirements. So you're saying that you feel happy as the leader of the council that we can all sleep safe at night? I do, um, and I'm going to be following this one through because clearly it's an important uh, issue for our islanders. They need to feel safe, not just today when the decision's made, they also need to feel safe as the, the uh, implementation progresses. If I didn't feel, personally, that this was a safe thing to do and wasn't a sensible thing to do, I would have not supported it. So explain the rapid deployment policy to me. I can't explain the rapid deployment policy to you at the moment, other than I could talk about fire engines and some of the modern equipment that's got. I'm okay. happy to provide that information to you. Okay, well, let me explain the rapid... Let me explain the rapid deployment policy to you. Firefighters cannot enter a building unless they know ex the exact location of a person if they've only got four on the pump. If they've got five, they can go in and look. If they've got four, they can't. Does that really make you feel safe? Well, the first thing is, as I said to you just now, I'm not a person who has all the detail of the um, rapid fire policy. I could No, but you've got an opinion. You've got an opinion. You know, uh, if you're there and mm. God forbid your house is on fire, you know that family members are in your house, but you don't know exactly where they are. And the firemen turn around and go... Sorry, Dave, we can't go in. We've got to wait another 10 minutes for George to turn up from, uh, from the other, from the other uh, place. Um, does that make you feel safe? Well, as you describe it, I am only able to rely on what you're telling me. I would like, first of all, before I answer you on that, to come back to you with what I understand to be but the correct assuming, premise. which, you know, maybe I've got it wrong. I don't think I have. But if I have got that right, does that make you feel safe? In the way that you describe, I would want to get everybody out of a house as quickly as possible. And there is equipment we have on the island which doesn't rely purely on having a fire engine in the traditional sense there. So we could talk about some of the fire tendering equipment we've oh, got. Oh, but so, come on, Dave. This, on. Is, this is just, oh, this is ridiculous. You yeah. know, being honest, 
You cannot feel safe, can you, if you don't think that the fire brigade can go in and search for your loved family member because there's only four of them. And if they do go in, they're breaking health and safety and they may well lose their job. But what I'm saying to you, Paul, is I don't believe that to be correct in what you're saying. And clearly, you've got some research that I haven't got in front of me at the moment, but that's what you're being told. I don't believe that to be correct. We've got firefighters all over the country. Assuming it is correct, Just me out a second. If it, we've it, got, it, hang on. We've got firefighters all over the country, four on a crew, going to fires in the way you describe and dealing with that on a daily basis. Now, uh, what you're effectively saying is, oh, it's a special case on the island in terms of we can't go in here, but they can do it elsewhere in the country. So I'm not sure your premise is right. That's why I'm querying what you're saying. Well, but I am I, sure. If I've got I it, am sure if I've got it wrong, Dave. Sensible approach. If I've got it wrong, Dave, then I do apologise for that. Well, let's not hypothesise. But, but I you want the information. I will make sure you get that. Well, if you could, uh, that would be great. So you are saying that you and the rest of the Cabinet feel very comfortable with this new situation? We feel comfortable after a six-month review, which has been the most thorough review I've seen of any uh, Cabinet officer, let alone the um, professionals, and it's available actually on the website. So if public are concerned and would like to know exactly what is in there, it was a 20-minute report provided to scrutiny, they will be able next week to go online and actually read it from themselves. Okay. But the answer to your question is, I feel it's safe and it's, I feel it's sensible, and so do my Cabinet colleagues, and we would not have made that decision if we didn't feel that was the case. Assuming that I haven't got it wrong with the... Uh the rapid yeah. deployment policy well no you're bringing in the rapid deployment policy and i as always you know my background being ex-policeman i like to check everything before i sign up to no but say I'm, I'm saying i'm saying assuming that mm. i've got it wrong then you're happy but if i've got it right then uh, that may be slightly different well, contrary to what you probably want, I'm not going to allow you to put words into my mouth and I will uh, take away what you've said, Paul, and I will make sure I come back to you with a picture on that that you can use publicly if you wish. OK, so you'll come back on the show and uh, if, if I've got that wrong, would you, if I've got that right, would you consider reversing the decision? No. Uh, no, if you've, sorry, if you've got that right with the first decision, I can't reverse the decision from yesterday because the decision's made. We can review all the time. And that was one of the things I said last night, actually. This doesn't make a decision and then that's it. We don't do things. The chief fire officer is tasked with reviewing what is going on between now and April. So he has plenty of time to go into the detail. I will also provide you with some information that may reassure the public who listening to your and my conversation may think oh is Paul Topping right on this is Dave Stewart wrong actually we need to deal with facts Paul yeah and we do I'm not saying uh, you haven't got facts in front of you but I've certainly seen an awful lot of facts myself well as I, did my cabinet colleague so I would all say happy to come back on and you know me I'll come back on the Holloway radio anytime Dave we do appreciate it and uh, can I just say that uh, you know uh, I need to be reassured as well as a member of the public as much as you do so I will look forward to you coming back on the show and can I just say also thank you very much for actually coming on the show uh, and not hiding away uh, we do appreciate you taking the time leader of the Isle of Wight Council that's Dave Stewart what do you think he's going to come back is the rapid deployment policy a thing I think it is uh, maybe I've got it wrong it's not the first time to be fair we play songs you'll be singing all day but not that one isle of white radio wakey wakey rise and shine topping in the morning six till ten topping in the morning